Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 minutes each day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith. Because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also keeps us in focus on our relationship with God and upon our soul's salvation. Help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological uh, means. With your friends, your family members, your neighbors, your work associates, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today, and we're going to talk about something that, uh, well, I'm afraid a whole lot of people in our society and in our culture right now would find very troubling. (laughs) Some of them would find it troubling because they would recognize, yep, we've really got this problem in our country right now. Others would find it troubling because they would find themselves perhaps being somewhat convicted of the problem or the situation in the way they're living their life. I want to talk about laziness. Laziness. Now you might say, well, wait, wait, wait a minute now. What, laziness? What do you, why do you want to talk about laziness? Well, for one reason, it is a growing problem in our country right now. Our culture is becoming more and more characterized by laziness on the part of huge percentage of our population, and it seems to be getting worse and worse, faster and faster. Now you say, well, laziness, I'm not, explain yourself. Well, we live in the fastest-paced society, fastest-paced culture that the world has ever seen. I'm, I'm convinced of that, and largely that's due to all of our technological advances, but instead of those really freeing up time so that we can kind of relax and be with family and, and, you know, kind of recoup and everything. We just have used those time-saving technologies to cram more activities into our life. Well, you might say, okay, well, that certainly doesn't sound like laziness. Well, let me make the other point. Even though we live in the fastest-paced society and culture the world has ever seen throughout history, yet there is no scarcity of laziness among our people, our population. In fact, I think while extreme busyness and the stress that naturally goes there with is a characteristic of our culture, laziness is growing at an epidemic level. I believe that. More and more people are opting out of work not because they've reached retirement age, not because they've set aside enough income to, to, to uh, take care of them through the rest of their lives, but they just don't want to work. They want money, but they don't want to have to do the work to earn the money. And so they turn to the government or charitable organizations or funds or whatever they can, or maybe mooching off parents uh, or other family members or friends or whatever. But they they want money, but they don't want to have to work jobs on a consistent, diligent basis. And if they, now employers are saying at this particular time that a whole lot of 
a whole lot of them are finding themselves having a difficult time actually finding people who want to work at jobs that are available, and other times they actually hire somebody, but they don't show up to work. Or maybe they hire them, and they'll work two or three days, and then they don't come back. And see, it's a real problem in our nation, in our culture today. Well, these concurrent conditions of extremely fast-paced culture with a growing, I think, at epidemic level of laziness, now that would seem to be exclusive of one another. How could you have the fastest-paced culture and at the same time epidemic levels and increasing levels of laziness on an ongoing basis? Well, when you delve into the culture and the effects of the busy lifestyles in which so many people are caught up, you would you would find that an interesting exercise to figure out why can you have both of these going on at the same time? Extreme busyness, activity, but at the same time, extreme laziness growing at epidemic levels. Well, I want us to think about the problem of laziness as a lifestyle, and particularly in relation to our spiritual lives. And a lot of people might wonder, well, is there any connection on a spiritual level with laziness in our lives? You better believe it. In fact, the Bible from beginning to end basically talks about and teaches against and even condemns laziness. Now, some people suffer from various physical and emotional and or psychological disorders, maybe even mental disorders. And that tends to rob them of energy or ability and leaves them in a state of, of handicap or in some cases from a more uh, psychological or mental perspective, maybe clinical depression or even in some cases mental retardation. Now we're not talking about those situations. Those are people who can't do better than their physical bodies or their emotional or psychological or mental abilities allow them to do. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who really find themselves physically fit enough to work. And if you really press them on the matter, they would probably at some point, if you press them hard enough, say, well, yeah, I know I really need to get a job. And they might even say that they're, they're looking for a job, but that might be an outright lie or else it might be just deception on, of their own mind you know, that they're, they're not really looking. They don't really want to get a job. They're, you know, so these are the ones we're talking about, the ones who could work and should work, but they don't want to work. And they work pretty hard at not working. Now, you might say, well, I hadn't thought about it that way. But I, I've, I've said for some time that there are a lot of people would find working a job easier than going through all of the the hoops, jumping through all of those hoops and going through all of the, the uh, different, you know, activities of trying to find someone to pay them for not working. They'd find it easier to just go get a job and, and, and work every day. Well, what do the scriptures teach? The Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, he dealt with the problem of laziness from a spiritual perspective pointedly and succinctly. Now, while neither the term lazy nor laziness are found in the text, which we're going to look at here in just a moment, 
in writing to the church at Thessalonica, the Apostle Paul certainly dealt pointedly with the principle of living a lifestyle of laziness. I want us to read 2 Thessalonians chapter, chapter 3 uh, and, and verses 6 through 15. Listen to this text. Paul writes, but we command, we command you. Now, now, we're not giving you a good idea. We're not suggesting. We're not just saying, you know, we think you ought to think about it. He says, we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. Now, we might read that first verse and say, well, you're talking about someone who's, who's walking disorderly, disorderly conduct, somebody who's maybe causing confusion or, you know, getting into fights or disrupting things or whatever. But now he zeroes in on what he means specifically by the disorderly, at least, at least one point of that disorderliness. He goes in verse 7, he says, for you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you. Now listen to this, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. People who pointedly, without needing to, it's not necessary to their physical abilities, but they just pointedly strive to live off the public dole, to try to live off of whatever the government can throw at them, either from a federal or state or local uh, level, whatever they can get, and, and thereby allowing them to not have to go to work, to not have to get a job. You know, he says, we didn't eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. Paul is saying, we were there to teach the gospel, to lead people to Christ, to build up the church. But we still went out and, and we worked a job to support ourselves. We didn't want to be a burden to anyone there. Not because we do not have authority. Now he's saying, look, it's proper. It's, the scriptures lay it out that the workman is worthy of his hire. That includes the work of, a, of being a preacher or teacher. But he says, we worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to anyone, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. And when he's saying follow us, he's not talking about them as being their spiritual leaders or their savior. You follow us as we follow Christ is the point. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Wow. You know, if that principle were employed in our culture today, in our country, you would have an uprising on the part of a whole lot of people. The idea of if you don't get a job when you could get a job, when you're physically able to get a job, when the job is available, if you don't get that job, you should not eat. What we'd say that's, that's, you know, incompassionate, we would say that's unloving, that's, that's dictatorial, that's mean-spirited. Really? I think it's just a principle that mankind was created to live with by our Creator when he created us in his image. When you think back about Adam, as God prepared the garden, the Garden of Eden, and I suspect that was the closest thing this world has ever seen to paradise on earth, 
He put the man in that garden. It had all the resources he needed for physical sustenance, even a tree of life, where if he continued to eat the fruit of that tree, he could live forever on this earth. But he put the man in the garden and told him to tend to it or to to take care of it. He had to work while he was in that garden. He couldn't just lay around and be lazy. So even in the very beginning, God created man to work, to work. For even if we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Natural consequence of being lazy. For we hear that there are, there are some among you who walk in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now, those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they will work with quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. Well, we'll explore what the scriptures teach on this matter a little further next time. Interesting text, though, isn't it? If a man will not eat, will not work, let him not eat. Let's pray. Father, help us to understand responsibility on our part to take care of ourselves now by your grace and through your blessings, but to do the work that you expect us to do to earn a living and to take care of our families. Guide us in this, Father, and help us to see this principle as being from you. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.